Welcome to the Back to Square Kwan podcast with your host Chong and Kedrick. This is a podcast where we will have conversations about training, nutrition, and philosophy, taking you back to square one. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Back to Square Quant podcast. This episode is a little different, and the last time we only had the both of us was when we had episode zero. But this time we decided to take a break, or maybe we are running out of guests to interview. So if you oh, have any no. disaster, want to recommend, yeah, please do. Today, uh, it's just going to be a two two of us, and we're just going to have a casual uh, conversation on. Uh, the topic of disagree- uh, disagreement, right? Ooh, so he, K- Kedrick says casual, but uh, I, d- I would, I, I might potentially say, ooh, I, I might disagree with that. <laughs> oh, or, or already starting with the disagreement, but yeah. So I guess what kind of inspired uh, us to take up this, uh, to talk about this topic is that in today's like climate, uh, where there's a political climate or cultural climate, there's a lot of disagreement there's a lot of topics that people disagree with and uh, disagreement that is too great usually leads to division and division, uh, like big division, usually isn't uh, great for society as a whole, especially when certain groups of people are ostracized from others and and things like that. But I guess mm. every t- everybody would face some form of disagreement It and what and the degree of disagreement would vary from people to people and uh, topics to topic, right? Some people might just disagree on what the best ice cream flavor is, right? And some people might be disagree on uh, issues of like uh, like policies and social issues, right? Just letting all of you know that ice cream flavor uh, definitely trumps whatever social policy you can think of, right? So that, that is definitely the more important thing to agree on with anybody you meet. Uh, so yeah, we just wanted to jump on this episode, talk a little bit about certain disagreements and what why disagreements can be productive if we approach it from the right direction. Mm. Yeah, that's very well introduced to the topic. And I think, you know, one, one thing to say again, like, you know, who knows, maybe by the end of the next hour or so, myself and Kedrick disagreed so much that uh, this becomes the final episode. So you wouldn't want to miss the next couple of minutes of conversations. <laughs> but... I think before we even dive in, I think it's probably quite important, or at least just to sort of set the tone on what leads to disagreement. Um, and in, in, in my mind, I think what tends to lead people to disagree with one another generally stems from a couple of places. Culturally, um, highly, highly likely the way that they're being brought up parental uh, influence is going to be a big one and it does appear at least in this day and age like Kerrick said in this climate a lot of disagreements can occur depending Mm. on how uh, your social environment or even potentially like social economics like where are you on that social hierarchy how would you look at certain policies stuff like that so a lot of disagreements uh, like the deeper ones at least um, even the smaller ones like ice cream flavors to be honest might actually in my opinion, at least, do stem from that whole how you're being brought up, society, how you grew up, and, and stuff like that. Would you agree, Kedra? Yeah, I think when... I, I guess being raised in the Asian family, we usually are... 
we are not raised to like question authority and I'm not saying that mm, yes. uh, that is I, I do think that questioning authority and respect are, are different right they are different in certain sense because obviously you can take it too far to one end and quest and just disrespect everybody you meet disrespect authority and uh, whatever and so called like trying to disrespect or disregard any form of authority for the sake of it simply because they are an authority right even though they're right or wrong we just like cool we just want complete freedom from any form of authority right and we disrespect them without actually even considering it however i also do think that uh submission to authority without any uh, thought and consideration isn't also good so i think it does boil down towards why do you choose to oppose something and submit to something uh before you you decide to pick which side you are on, giving it thought and reflection is actually the more important point. Mm. Yeah, for sure. And I think like, you know, this this is going to be... Um, interestingly, it actually sort of brings back memories from the podcast we, we did with Lauren uh, a couple of months ago, right? We we talked mm. about you know, being brought up as an Asian like family and, and sort of like the dis- potentially the disagreements or agreements that, you know, pe- uh, I guess family members or kids parents would come to and yeah I think you're completely right um and I think respecting authority is definitely very very important but I also think there is also merit in trying to teach people the difference between like how how to approach a respect how, how to respectfully disagree with someone rather than um, just completely like blatantly like bombard them and barrage them and, and completely sort of dissociate them because like if if you're not taught as a kid or if you're not being given the skill set to to distinguish or to to i guess distinguish or argue i think most people would just tend to lean to oh i am you know my belief is this i don't really care uh you know what let's say Pop, 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 um, let's say political party A, um, you know they're not really thought on how they are allowed to disagree. They basically no, my policy is right. You know, this is the right way. Whatever, whatever. Your science is, is fallacy. And then we've got like the other party who's like, oh, you know what? I can see where you're coming from, but this is where we're coming from. I think where this, where I think we could potentially learn to be better at disagreeing is probably learning from others and just being very open what what do you think Kendrick? that definitely i think if we do boil it back down right just to draw very um just to create a little bit more personal uh scenario is that when we disagree with parents right in general and it's, it's because i think both in most cases uh both parties whether the child or the parent they want something that's best for them but they agree on we want what's best, right? But they disagree on how to achieve what is best. So that's where the disagreement lies. So if we can establish some form of foundation saying that, cool, we are on the same side because we want what is best, let's find a way to actually evaluate what actually is better or for the individual. Because if you can first establish that you are on the same team, it is quite likely that it would be more productive because if you cannot, if you think that this person that disagrees with me is out to like get me or out to destroy me or to put me down, right? You just, uh, basically that's how butting hates uh, on like huge 
like disagreement happens. But if a uh, huge unproductive disagreement, right? But I think for people and individuals, the big question when we kind of like reflect on why we disagree, that's really important. Like what is causing mm. us to disagree? Do I believe is there is do I disagree with you because I think that you what you what you're saying is false or is it or do I disagree with you because I'm trying to prop up my defenses because I feel like you are kind of attacking me mm, right mm. because I think that if if you think that what the person is saying is false it means that there's something that is true right and if both parties are like cool you think uh we both agree that we want to find out what is true right then we we'll use different methods and approach maybe you see things differently hence you come to a different conclusion on what is true and if both parties can uh agree that we're trying to find out what actually is true compared to i am disagreeing with that person because i'm trying to attack the person or i'm trying to be on a defensive uh when the person's at- attacking me um trying to find out what is true together would overall be more productive. So I think that that should be the underlying uh, the underlying foundation on how you can productively, how disagreement can lead to some form of productivity in terms of facilitating discussions. Yeah, I think that's very well put. Um, you know, the way I kind of take that is like, if we are disagreeing for the sake of not just protecting what we believe, I think that's probably why a lot of people tend to disagree. But if you are disagreeing for the sake of like going on the offense rather than approaching it as a really good sort of, you know, uh, productive disagreement, or I guess in, in some cases, like a really good debate, you know, especially in like the scientific community, if people are like, oh, I, you know, I think, uh, a really good example is like uh, Mike Israel, right? Team Full Rom versus Team No Full Rom. Like that's the, the the arguments that they make are really really good. Like they're very very productive. They disagree, but they're very productive. But if you are someone who comes into like a disagreement with very malice and evil intent, just to sort of yep. like, I don't really care if my point is right. What I just want to prove is that your point is wrong. Yes. Then yeah. I think that will start to. Sp- turn i guess like a like a debate or a product a productive disagreement session into basically just blatantly attacking someone else i think the worst part about that as well is it just shows i I guess as an individual really is that um you think you're doing enough studying on your own in order to prove that the opposition is wrong but you're not doing enough study on your own beliefs to prove that your belief actually trumps you know what 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 the opposition believes in and it becomes Mm -hmm. this whole like weird like um i'm blaming you for everything and you're wrong but it doesn't necessarily mean like where i stand is also correct it's just that you're more wrong than i am kind of thing yeah 100 percent. i do think that like you brought up the recent like the debate between mike sertel and joe seatman yes joe seatman there we go uh, talking about full range of motion, uh, partial range of motion, right? Which is better for hypertrophy and things like that. I that the, the thing with that is that more often than not, it is quite like when prominent people like they debate one another, 
they're most likely not going to change their mind, right? Mm, mm, exactly. Uh, Mike's not going to change Joe's mind. Joe's not going to change Mike, Mike's mind. But what who, the people that benefit from it are the audience or yes. the spectators. Exactly. And people who shout across one another uh, usually tend, uh, those kind of like debates slash discussions tend to be not beneficial for anybody, right? Uh, and people get really like, uh yeah get really upset at the end of it right no mm. like first of all the, the spectators will be upset because they just wasted two hours listening to two grown men shout at one another <laughs> and then yeah the two the two grown men are upset because they are they, they they didn't win they feel like they've lost yeah they get their point across and they most likely end up with a sore throat or something like that so at the end of the day like if we kind of uh draw things back, you know, we always talk about like doing debates, you want to engage with the best position of the other person, right? So there's this like, there's a difference between, uh, there's this like fallacy called like a straw man, which means mm, that- Like a, str- the, a straw man versus steel man argument. Y- yes, right? So like a straw man, the reason why it came is because like, you know, uh, a man like, like a, let's say a scarecrow made of straw, right? Can be blown- by the wind. So it's a, essentially you're saying it's the weak point, right? The weakest point, or it's not even a real point. You're just creating a straw man. People always say you create a straw man because that is essentially not the point that the person is actually presenting, but you're creating a point that's weak and you're knocking that point down. You're so not actually a, engaging yeah. with the actual point that the person is trying to uh, present, right? So that's yeah. one. So to, to cut into Kedrick's, uh, I guess, explanation there, and I'll, I'll pass it back to you. So an example of a straw man argument is like, um, global warming is real. Someone says global warming is real. And then someone comes up with a straw man argument and say, oh, so it's, um, you know, it's this X country's fault, let's say America, because they're the big powerhouse. Oh, it's America's fault because, uh, you know, they're, they're not, uh, you know they're put they're not putting up policies or you know they they they're essentially wasting all the money on 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 poor things and stuff like that. It's like it's a completely different thing. <laughs> it's like global warming is real, but you're blaming a country because like for for like it it's just it's not relatable at all. So that's like an example of a straw man. Would you say that? Uh, I to to an extent, I guess it's also yeah. like that. It's also like like a red herring. So red herring is another like fallacy in where you mm. like. Red herring is essentially a fish, so it's apparently it smells really bad, and therefore you put that you know. create something, <laughs> and then you you create something to divert the attention away, right? You create another point to divert the attention away, yes, right? So uh, it may be completely different, but I think a straw man is just like really, it's more like uh something that's tangentially related, but not actually. I can't think of anything on top of my head, but essentially yeah. y- you think of like the weakest opinion, the weakest uh yeah, the weakest opinion and the weakest point from and the you person. exploit the point. Yeah, yeah, and you exploit, and you exploit it, it as much it, as then, you can. Yeah, but that is actually not the actual point. But on the flip side, you have the steel man, which is the opposite because obviously steel is like strong. Uh, it's the strongest point of the op- uh, the opposition, right? And you engage with that point because the thing is that if you think your point is great, right? And then you should be able to engage with the best point someone uh, presents you with. And I think that the ability to say, cool, let's, let, let, let's engage with the best form of argument that the other side has to present, not only would be beneficial for... Uh, both parties, really. Both parties, right? But it would be beneficial for the audience as well because at the end of the day, what they're trying to persuade is to persuade uh, the mind of the people that's watching the debate, right? I guess uh, that is more on like 
a little bit more on the a for, like a formal debate setting. Yeah, a formal debate or even people that, that uh, it's a public right. It's a public forum, right? Not so it's very diff- different from like uh, a private forum, right? I mean, most or of the time, or even or even just like a, a disagreement between friends. But yeah, go on. Yeah, m- most of the time in private settings, people don't really like think about like, oh, what's a, the strongest point this person can can engage with? Because like, I guess in a very private setting, uh, if people do argue, usually it's uh quite irrational and. And, and very emotional dri- emotionally driven so uh, at the end of the day they want like get it settled so most of the time especially with, within like uh, like people in relationship partners siblings all of that right uh, that's that kind of disagreement is very different from uh, public uh, disagreement or public discourse where people are watching and I also think that another thing that's an, another thing that's important is uh, something called like ad hominem ad hominem is like you attack, you attack the person instead of the point and I think that this is very uh, this is quite uh, pervasive, right? At the end of the day, they'll be like, you shouldn't trust this person because this person is dishonest, right? So it's like, you're attacking the character of the person or you're, you start name-calling this, uh, you start name-calling, it's like, oh, this guy's like, this person it's like this, right? Because he's like shouting like a monkey or something. Like that. So you, you start with the name-calling and a lot of that usually signifies when someone starts attacking uh, the person's character or personality and not the point, at the end of the day, you know that I feel like the first person who performs a personal attack is the first person to actually, to, to actually lose, lose, lose. Yeah, to actually yeah. lose. Because you have nothing substantial, so you have to attack the other person's character. And that is when I think disagreement gets really, really nasty in the sense that now I don't have to feel that I'm being attacked. Already, most people in today's like climate, when someone disagree with what I believe or my, my, my point, I already feel, quote-unquote, feel that that person's attacking me. But at the end of the day, we cannot measure someone's intent or we cannot verify that intent uh, because what you feel might not be what things, what mm. actually is. There, there's, a, there's, a really, someone... there's a really great quote, right? Like, um, you'll never know what people truly are intending until they actually say it. <laughs> yeah. But then when you have someone who is performing an ad hominem attack, and they right. say it. <laughs> yeah. Now you can 100% verify that this person is really attacking my character. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is when I think things get really, really uh, nasty. So, you know, usually like in, even in like the fitness industry, uh, I mean, both of us are like fitness professionals, right? So there's a lot of like sort of ongoing debate slash discourse, you know, uh, mm. low carbohydrate, right? All of that. At the end of the day, like, I think that if we approach topics such as oh cool low carbohydrate versus uh not low carbohydrate right moderate to high carbohydrate what's the what's the purpose of it right and if the purpose is to say cool we want to see which is better to for fat loss right and then you can kind of be on the same side saying we are trying to find what is better for fat loss we are not trying to say cool if which I is superior that, to the other yeah, yeah I'm. I am saying that high carbohydrate is better than low carbohydrate. Therefore, because I this point is mine, I am better than you. We are not trying to do that. We are not trying to attach ourselves with that point uh, and actually say that if I manage to defend my point, it proves that I am a better person. So mm. I think the ability, right? So besides like the first point that we talked about where we kind of have to establish uh the, the the foundation that both people are on the same side uh, or trying to seek truth together, right? They The second thing that's very important is the ability to detach 
oneself from the point that they are trying to present. I think that, that that's also really important. But nowadays, it's it's quite hard to... It's quite hard, yeah. And, yeah. and I think it's interesting because we're obviously, you know, for, for those who probably aren't aware, most of you are, obviously, Kedrick is, is pursuing his PhD. So, you know, and, and I obviously graduated with uh, in, in, like a science background as well. So, you know, we're sort of like looking at this with a very sort of like... A very scientific lens in the case of like you know if we ever get into an and I guess whatever disagreement argument whatever you call it you know the, our intent isn't necessarily to from from this lens isn't necessarily to attack it's literally just to like find out what is the best solution for the problem at hand yeah but I'm going to really throw a wrench into the works here and actually pick up on something Kedrick actually said which is quite interesting um where when we start name calling someone we know that we that that individual might not be me but that individual has lost the disagreement and when Kedrick said that the first thing that came to mind ironically the first thing the first thing that came to mind um is a let's call it a shouting match or an argument between a young child who wants to go to a birthday party, whatever, and their parent. And in most cases, and this is where experience comes into play, of course, you know, if you ever like reflect back on an argument you had with your parents when you're much younger, or you might have seen some TV shows or whatever it might be, you'll always end up seeing like, uh, you always think like, why does, why, why the child will always go, Oh, mom or dad, you're 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 bad because I don't like you. You know, you're you're evil, whatever. You know, like, and what Kendrick said there is actually quite true because, like, in the end of the day, like, you know, and this is where experience comes into play. It's like the child doesn't necessarily have the experience to argue. I guess that's the right word. His point of why mm. is it more important for him to go to his birthday party than not? And the parent being whatever, 30, no, 20 years older, let's just whatever, just use that, probably has already like 20 years of experience, uh, more than the child to understand that, hey, this, this birthday party isn't, uh, isn't for you. So I thought that was quite interesting. And um, I think that if you ever had this more, I guess like a, I, this was sort of diving into a realm of like more personal disagreements and, and it's a very personal thing. I think one thing that will really help and I would, like to assume most of you listening are above 18 i would like to think if you're younger than 18 i don't mind but at least having some sense of like self-awareness is if you ever do end up in this position of like arguing or getting into a disagreement for personal gain i think it is very important using that example i just used is like okay can you see it from the other person's point of view so we we basically transitioned here kind of it was a very very like hard segue but we got there from like a scientific sort of like debate into like okay we're gonna sort of have this disagreement from a very personal point of view and using that example as a child versus an adult the adult will always win because the child can't see it from the adult's point of view but um as you dear listener or whatever i i think it is very very important to uh develop good relationships actually um, to put yourself in their other in someone else's shoes, especially when you're in an argument, because like Kedrick said at the start, the worst thing in an argument or disagreement is that it can potentially ruin relationships, which is probably not what most people would want, right? 
Yeah, 100%. It's, I mean, obviously there are people out there that would use this agreement to intentionally ruin relationships. Yes, of course. So we're, there's, always, we're, there's, a, well, there's always that 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 person. Yeah, so we're, 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 other than that, we, we would say that, like, it, at the end of the day, we kind of figure what is, uh, I mean, another, like, good example, another, I mean, this could be a good example or bad example, depending how you look at it, would be uh, politicians, right? So, Bad example would be bad politicians who, uh, who basically just start name calling and all that. But at the end of the day, politicians are called politicians because they talk about policies and which policies are better. They might have a different idea on what would work, right? Uh, but mm. the end goal, as to say, should always be how can I make this country better or how can I make society better? And then if you break it down to a small, but how can I make my community better? And then how can I make if you make bring it back to a more personal level, is how can I make this thing that I'm directly engaging with better, right? So this is like from a macro perspective where the country as a whole is so huge, then you bring it down, to right? And then micro yeah, and to micro, and then by cool, how can I make my family better, right? When you argue, like people argue with your parents, argue with your your friends, or if you in school, you'd be like, oh, how can I make my classroom better, you know, if you're arguing with your friend on like who should do, like why we should clean, mop the floor five times versus why we should mop the floor two times, you know, something like that, you know. So if people disagree on stuff, you can kind of have to look at the angle first. What am I disagreeing about? What what uh, what is the action, right, at the end that underlies this disagreement? Am I trying to... Uh, actually achieve something and are we trying to achieve the same thing because if you're not trying to achieve the same thing there's actually no point uh mm. you're this you're basically disagreeing on something that's completely different you know exactly right? if i'm saying that cool uh it might uh it's a let's just say for example it's a 32 inch screen like uh better than a 60 inch screen right then i'll be like cool what is it for right uh if you want to uh, watch put a tv in the living room right surely you want to like put there yeah, cool a 60 inch screen is better but if you are talking about a personal uh workspace you're not going to put put a 60 inch yeah. like tv to attach it to your, to your work computer right so you have to kind of say cool the end goal is we are deciding is which screen is better for the living room right then we can say cool and then you can then hash out why you think it's better and what are the methods to evaluate uh that you use to evaluate why you think your option or your point is better than the the other person so once you can be on the same page because most of the time i mean if you look at like philosophy in general uh you people always define terms i think it's very important to define terms first to Mm. ensure that you're actually talking about the same thing and it's actually quite strange because people are really like averse towards disagreement but like people who study philosophy or like philosophers uh they go in knowing that people will disagree with them. Like, that's the default. Like, philosophy is a field where everybody has disagreements. By default, it's like, you can... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because philosophy is not empirical science. You can't actually test it through uh, the scientific method, it's, right? It's so, more of like your... Uh, I think... I can't remember who said this, but it's like a... I think, I think it might be Tim Ferriss, I believe. It's like, philosophy is the operating system of your mind, kind yeah. of. Yeah, yeah. Something along yeah, so... Lines. So, so yeah, it's, you, it's not like testable, right? So uh, at least it's not testable with the scientific method, at least. Uh, and you can, therefore, like the disagreement can be quite varied and from different aspects, you know. Uh, 
Mm. So I I do think that defining what you're disagreeing with, uh, and talking about the same thing that's like really really yeah. important. And and, more- and and that's the danger of I guess like, um, you know, when we kind of look on like a uh, political disagreements or you know, um, let's just throw it out there. Whatever, fuck it. Like vaccinations, are you you know do you support it or do you not support it? Because like what can happen is that when we get into disagreements, if there isn't a uh, a, a goal or even like a direction that you want to head into, what can really really go very very bad, and I've seen this, is that um, person A will, will will argue their point, and person B will argue their point, but it's not getting to the same like goal. They start to argue two different points, and then it's like. Oh, you're saying that um, I I should get vaccinated because of this. The government controls me, and then the other side, it's like, oh no, you shouldn't get vaccinated because um, it's freedom. It's like, and it's like, it, oh no, it's like, oh, um, I shouldn't get vaccinated because um, freedom of choice. But then like the vax the the, the vaccination one's like, oh, I should get vaccinated because it keeps my kid my kids safe. It's like it's two completely different things. Like one's keeping my family safe, and one is freedom of speech. It's like. You know, like, and you start getting these really, really weird, like, situations. And that's just one example of, like, how if you don't set the the, the intention at least, or, you know, if both individuals or the groups aren't on the same idea of, like, okay, we're going to talk about this, um, it can go really, really bad, as we have probably seen in the last year. <laughs> yeah. I guess, like you said, uh, at the end of the day, if... And that is often that often happens in a more like direct setting. And mm. uh, I think the biggest example would be just like partners or spouses like arguing one another, and then at the end, like, what are we even arguing about again? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're classic, not like classic just, case. Yeah, classic just go to case. a point where you're not even talking about the same thing. You know, you're just like shouting, and the the fact that you're only hearing your own voice sometimes, and you are completely you completely lose sight of what you're trying to achieve. Right, hundred mm-hmm, uh, percent. I think I think that that's also like really important. The objective of disagreement must be there, and or at least the the what the outcome of what you're trying to uh, achieve. If you when you disagree with someone, should should always be at the back of your head. Are you trying to persuade someone uh, that your your point is better than the other? That's definitely that's one thing. Are you trying to? Uh, one disagree and maybe together you all can find some you know, you can find uh truth together that could be something or you know if you're trying to just like disregard the other person and uh in belittle the other person that could be another way or another mo- underlying motivation on why someone would disagree with someone so there could be a lot a lot of like underlying uh, motivations on why someone would disagree and until both parties uh have the same underlying motivation it's quite hard to uh, be productive so before to ensure that disagreement is productive they have to agree on something first mm. and that is like we are agreeing on heading towards the we are headed towards the same place or this should we are headed towards the same we have the same idea of the direction this discussion should take so that is kind of like you kind of have to agree on something first before you can kind of like start disagreeing on on stuff so i think that when it comes to today's uh like culture as well i mean the the climate right or the the the, the, convers- the climate and the conversations that happen in this uh social climate a lot of, and obviously with the 
rise of uh, social media, people don't really know how to have like quality disagreements and discussions because mm. when it comes to social media, you have the function of like being in your echo chamber. You see what you want to see. Uh, you can, if you disagree with somebody, you can block them. You can delete comment, you know, or you can just, cool. I just like, I see a post that I don't agree with, right? And then I just type a long angry message in the comment, right? And then I disable the notification. So whenever anybody else replies to me, I don't get notified and I don't see it ever. It's just me ranting and ranting into the open and then I'll never ever go back with uh, to look at that. So you can kind of, it, it is basically uh, in a way where you have like a disagreement without any strings attached and you no longer engage with that. So you people feel like they can say uh, anything, right? And and they'll and, and, and they'll use the whole term of like, um, I'm not disagreeing. I'm just using my right of freedom of speech. And it's like, yeah, yeah, but <laughs> you know, it's it's a it's a fine line when you start when you start using sort of like you know when you kind of kind of go down that route. It's like, well, if you obviously posted a a long ass comment that you disagree with someone and it comes off very hostile, you know, I think it's, you know, for, for humans at least, you know, I don't know, extraterrestrials, they might think differently. Um, but I think it's important, like if you post a long ass comment, um, if you're talking and, and if you use the word of freedom of speech, then I think it is important for the, 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 the OP or original poster, whoever you, 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 you're, you're vetting to, um, has the right to respond to you. <laughs> yeah. Because I think if you exercise freedom of speech, right, it goes both ways for yes, the other person exactly. as well. You know, it, it is quite, uh, yeah, it, it is quite interesting because some people would uphold certain standard for themselves, but not for other people, right? Mm. So, the, the, so I think that that's also something to, to consider. And, and the biggest thing for me, at least, when it comes to uh, disagreement is essentially trying to be charitable. You know, you can't really... Yeah. measure intent you know yeah. and I think that to kind of actually measure someone's intent without the person outrightly saying it or displaying it via actions uh, you need a lot of underlying assumptions and the more assumptions you have the more likely you may be wrong you know so mm. it is so I think that when you already have this assum- uh, whole bunch of assumptions going into the conversation with someone you are likely not to one engage the person or the person's points but you're trying to engage all these assumptions that you've created and mm. in the way you're just like trying to fight like yeah yeah, but yeah 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 as uh you know? as one of um i think i posted a question on instagram say we're doing we're doing this this, this thing and uh i had i posted a question on, on on my instagram my personal instagram said like oh what do you do if you disagree with someone uh and um I'm not going to name names, but you know who you are if you're listening to this. Awesome. Um, he basically said like, oh, you know, if I disagree with someone, I'm just going to put my fist up. It's like, yeah, it's obviously a funny comment, but I think it's yeah. also really like true if you actually just retrospectively like look at it, right? Like if you disagree with someone, um, you are going to be in this very defensive position. And I think if you are going to... the uh, like I guess we're kind of went, we went down that that tangent of like freedom of speech. If you are going to sort of exercise that right, 
then I don't think you should be in a position to sort of be too defensive about your opinions, but just go, okay, cool. Like this person has this, this, this frame of mind or this, 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 you know, view of life. I have my views. That doesn't necessarily make that, that doesn't give me the right to be a bad human and just attack. (laughs) But different, Mm. which is cool. We can still live together, but I'm not going to obliterate you, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, it, it is uh, a thing as well when you kind of like look at it from the point of uh, what I said, what you're trying to achieve. I think that it really boils down mm-hmm. to that because if you disagree, if someone disagrees with you and you feel that you're upset, right? I think that point you should really kind of reflect and ask yourself, why am I Why upset, am I upset yeah. right? What, what is causing me to be upset, right? It, it is, is this particular thing so uh, important? I'm not saying that it's not important, but is it like really that important that I f- should get upset over this person who probably doesn't know me and just some, it's just some random comment on social media, for example, disagreeing with me. Like that uh, assumption, that, that, that belief that you hold would often tell you a lot about yourself if you would actually take time to think, right? Even though you may not come up with a, a rebuttal that is uh, sufficient to defend yourself, you may think, oh, wow, right? I've really not thought about this in, in such a manner, right? Why am I getting upset, right? Is my upset justified, right? Or am I just overreacting? Because a lot of times there, people can have very big uh, overreactions certain times. And it is the, the bigger... I guess something that is like really not uh, questioned or reflected, people tend to have this like big reaction because I think if you have this conversation in your head with some, like for example, like why do I think that carbohydrates are better for most people, right? I'll be like, cool. My bias is like, I definitely like carbohydrates. So that's one, I know that, Mm. right? Uh, But am I going to say that because I like carbohydrates, it, therefore it's better for you. Yeah, no, no that's not probably going to be a good point to convince someone, right? That you kind of look at all these reasons why I think carbohydrates are bad. And the, the thing is that when you start questioning that particular belief that you have, you, you kind of think about like the potential disagreements that you that surrounds it. And when mm-hmm. someone actually disagrees with you, you'd be like, cool, I've actually heard that before. I thought about it. So yeah, it's fine. I don't really get upset. I think that person might be wrong. But if the person wants to discuss uh, and it's open to listening my point of view we can have a conversation but if not you know I can just leave it as, as it is but yeah. if you actually never actually thought about the potential uh, oppositions to your current belief you'll be like oh man like why is this person attacking me I need to attack back right because I've actually like never heard it before you know for example if you are you you, you, you go to uh, you go to the jungle right and let's just say if, uh, you see uh, an animal they've never seen before, right? You'd be like, cool, this animal is going to attack, attack me uh, because I assume everything in the, uh, the... Let's just say I'm in Australia, okay? Uh, <laughs> every, everything in Australia wants to attack you. Yeah, everything in Australia wants to kill me. But for example, like you've never seen this before and like, man, this actually... This animal is actually a herbivore and doesn't eat meat and it just looks fierce, right? And then, But if you actually thought about it, could that be a potential? And then you'd be like, okay, cool, right? It's probably fine, you know? And you're just like walk past it without actually uh, thinking going on the defensive or trying to attack it and kill it first before it kills you you know so I think that when you start giving it thought it's not only beneficial in terms of trying to find uh, out whether the person is right or wrong but it also benefits you as a person to think about 
why you're holding uh, these beliefs so strongly. And I think that that's very, very important. So you always kind of have to be uh, charitable because if you are trying to think that the other person is trying to attack you, you are definitely going to attack back or go on the defensive. So, and at that point, you kind of disregard the whole purpose is to say, cool, let's try to... F- because at that moment, you are no longer on the same team. You're no longer on the quest to find truth together. Mm, 100%. Yep. If that person is attacking you, I mean, it probably tells you're not on the same team, right? But if you're assuming that the person is, right? And you're not charitable, uh, then you are always going to be on... Your your starting point is always going to be that person's uh, not on my team. Therefore, I need to fight back. But mm. if you can say, cool, this person... Uh, thinks that this is better and the person probably has uh, a lot of ba- background uh, assumptions, right? Obviously, it's people being raised in a certain way. Uh, yeah, culture, society would, yeah, yeah. Yeah, would affect that. But until you can say, cool, until you can admit that there's a whole lot of experience that this person has gone through, which is completely different from what you have, uh, therefore, this person adopts a view that's contrary to mine. Until you can say that, which because by saying that itself, you need to think through all of that, uh, you're gonna be say, "Cool, this person is my enemy. I gotta attack the person before this person kills me." You know, so yeah. like always, a, it's always a war zone. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think uh, to to kind of summarize what Kidrick said there, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's you have you have a set point of views on on, on your own, but be skeptical about your views as well, like mm. and, and not in a bad way. Like like you know, people say, "Oh, being a skeptic is good or bad," but it's like just be a bit skeptical because. Um, it's kind of this 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 argument, right? Um, you're not going to be the only one who thinks like you, mm. but there's also going to be people who don't think like you. Mm. So, just being a bit skeptical with your thoughts, I think, is good because then you start to sort of, I guess, um, not necessarily question your beliefs. I think your beliefs are you know very very rooted in, very very deeply rooted in. That's what I think. But I think it's like once you start to be skeptical about you know, or oh, what are some things that you know, let's just throw it out there, right? Um, why why is there a difference between Stoicism and Epicurism? Like they're the two kind of the same things, but they're very very different philosophies, right? And you know, I'm I'm getting into Stoicism a lot more lately, but it's like you know, there's the Stoics do talk like, oh, actually, the Epicureans have some things that should apply to to to, to you know to my philosophy as well. And so you know, being skeptical will then I guess allow you to be to look at your own thought processes, your own beliefs, um, and say, okay, this is the set of principles that I live by. Um, but if something or someone who is different to me, who is completely opposing to, to my, my, my way of life, comes in sort of like, comes to me, um, I'm not, you know, I, I then am able to be skeptical and say, okay, like, do I, like Kedrick said, do I attack or, you know, or am I going to be skeptical about it as well and say, actually, you know what? They're kind of different, but they don't pose a threat. And then, mm. you know, that's, that's uh, something to consider. Um, yeah, I think that's, we, we, I think we have some Instagram questions, Kedrick, that um, we might potentially want to bring up. I know that um, this is a, obviously a very, very interesting topic that most people uh, will be, you know, will have their own views, whether you're left, right, you know, I, I, don't, I don't really care. It's like just having an open conversation, really. But um, what are some questions that we can go through? Right. So I guess the format of the questions we can go through is quite simple. I'm just going to present like a question, right? And then uh, we can go agree or disagree. 
and why, and we try to keep it like short. Yep. You know, you, you, Fair. And you, yeah. We can, and you don't have to agree with my <laughs> point, and yeah. I don't have to agree with yours. We just go um, with our instinct, right? Yeah. And I think that uh, I hope that the listeners out there who have listened to this point would kind of understand our background where we're coming from. We're trying to facilitate conversation, and if you disagree with anything that we say, because obviously right now we are. As we answer these questions, uh, we are not trying to say our position is infallible and it is, it is 100% this is, right. This is, this and this is, is the only position to hold. This is literally like giving you a life example of like, this is my point of view. I'm not going to be upset with what Kedrick says. And yep. hopefully Kedrick's not going to be upset with what I say. And hopefully our listeners aren't going to be siding one or the other. Or maybe continue listening. Maybe. Yeah. Even if you disagree. And yeah, if you disagree with uh any of the points, or let's just say Chung and I uh have like different uh points, and you feel like you want to engage with either of the points that either yeah, of us has said, feel free to message us, yeah, you know, feel free feel free to message us, yeah. and all that. I yeah, so and I guess that's the whole purpose anyway, right? It's just it's yeah. just, just like an experiment. Hopefully, everything we've said has brought you to a place where be like, cool, right? If I disagree, how should I uh approach, approach a disagreement? A disagreement. Yeah. There you go. Right, so I guess I can ask the, the I'll ask the first questions first. The first question, since you, uh, uh, you brought it up just now, would be uh, the the question literally is like taking the vaccines. So I assume the vaccines is for COVID nineteen and not mm-hmm. any other vaccines. Uh, <laughs> yep, and I guess because it's not really a question, right? Uh, they ask what I ask what has uh, what disagreements they have faced before so i guess i would if i would phrase in a question it would be should everybody take the vaccines uh Mm. yeah uh for me yes and do you want to add a why um oh yeah yeah i will i'll I'll add a why so like edit like a short so so so, so this is my why and it might be very different to a lot of people's whys i haven't seen my parents for a long time (laughs) And if yeah. the only way I'm able to fly over and see them is to provide a vaccination passport or whatever it might be, um, so be it. I think, you know, people might argue with me and say, oh, but freedom of choice. Yes, but I love my parents and I think I'm able to give up that freedom um, to see them. I yeah, So yeah. that's my reason as to I say, yeah, everyone should get vaccinated so I can go home and see them yeah. for a bit. <laughs> Yeah, I guess uh, for me, I would say uh, for most people, yes. And I would say, I, and the reason why is I think most people, uh, at at least the people who are currently qualified, right, who are like 18 and above, right, uh, the benefits outweigh the risks. And, True. But I would say the people that probably don't need the vaccine, or at least not the, the, the full dose uh, that's currently recommended would be kids and people who already have had COVID before right because mm, they have some form of natural yeah, immunity natural so immunity. that's what what i would say uh next question uh, this is a little bit more on the lighter side uh anime equals cartoons so i think oh no hell no hell no animes are not cartoons you um uh i probably don't uh, should, should i even say like i mean no it's they're not cartoons are cartoons and uh anime is Alright, I will admit I'm not a big like anime advocate, but I will know an anime when I see one. Um in mm. my in my mind it's like the, the, the style of animation, um the, the the way it's being presented, 
you know, the, 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 there are certain themes of anime that will always stay true to what an anime is. Mm. And a cartoon will, you know, the, in my mind, it's just very different. Yeah, cool. I would say that uh, all... All animes are cartoons, but not all cartoons are animes. Right? Nice. So that, that's what I that's what nice. I would say. Uh, yep. Yep. Yeah. I, I could see that. Yep. Yep. Um, okay. The next one is kind of like a little bit more. Uh, we going to a little bit more on the 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 fitness side. The first thing is uh, knowledge is more important than experience when it comes to <sighs> coaching. Oh. oh. Um. Agree or disagree? Um. For the purpose of not being, uh, of, of like, oh, I think both are important and play neutral. I would mm. say experience is probably going to be more important because you can learn through experience. Mm. Like if you make a mistake and you're probably sane enough to make mistakes, like you probably have human logic to make sure like you're not going to break someone. Um, yeah, so I think experience trumps knowledge uh, yeah. because I feel like you have all the knowledge, but if you don't know how to use your wisdom and knowledge, then, you know, you, it doesn't really go anywhere. Yep, I, I agree with you because I think that uh, that this question assumes that experience cannot count as knowledge. I think experience can count as knowledge. So <laughs> <You learn. laughs> uh, I, I agree with you. Uh, you, uh, yeah, you learn. Experience does... Uh, if you, if I had to pick one, I'll pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, if I had Especially, to pick one, <laughs> yeah. Also, because uh, coaching is a is an applied field, so yeah. yeah. Um, next one would be powerlifting is a sport. <laughs> Fuck. Um. <laughs> hey, I'm proud. Um, I would say it's a sport. My my argument because it's like, I sweat. My heart rate goes up. Um, and if you can consider esport as a sport, surely powerlifting is a sport. Surely, surely. Yeah, I I would say the same. I guess uh, I agree. Powerlifting is a sport because uh, I do think that you exert effort, right? Uh, you exert physical effort, right? I think physical effort should what be. What is the definition of a sport anyway? Yeah, I have no idea, but yeah, you exert physical effort, and through exerting physical effort in the right way, you can improve. So I think that that. To me, at least, uh, suff- suffice uh, uh, would suffice as a sport. So Ke- and, Ke- and 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 just to let people know, Kedrick hit the mark on what the definition of a sport is. So it involves physical exertion and skill, uh, which an individual or team compete against another or, uh, or or others for entertainment. So it is a sport after all. Yeah. Uh, next one would be also related to powerlifting. Uh, powerlifting federation doesn't really oh. matter. Test. Uh, so I guess for those who don't really know out there, as Chung thinks of his answer, I'll say there are different uh, federations out there. Uh, you have uh, drug tested versus non-drug tested and different federations have slightly more uh, stringent or lax rules when it comes to executing the uh, the lifts mm. well. Yeah, so... So does it matter? I personally would say No. However, it would matter in the context of whether you're competing as a drug-free athlete or a non-drug-free athlete. So mm. I guess an example would be something like USPA, where yeah. there's drug-tested and untested. 
um in, in that instance i will be fine like so i yeah. i don't think it really matters too much um but then in a the context of whether you compete with the pool of drug tested or non-drug tested then you know that's i would say yeah we need to distinguish that yep i would i would say uh the same thing it matters because certain rules have dif- uh, certain federation have different rules and if you right. uh if you compete in that federation you adhere to the rules and certain rules might not apply to other federations uh last powerful question before we go into a little bit more spicy questions uh, bench arch cheating or not oh um, bench, so, arch, bench arch is cheating agree or disagree so is this in the context of powerlifting though that's, that's yes powerlifting yeah. so i say it's not cheating in the context okay. of powerlifting because yep. in sport you will do your best to gain the most advantage within the rules that's yep. sport <laughs> you yep. know agree or disagree that's sport <laughs> yep. that's why you know you've got tall basketball players playing center and you've got the shorter ones playing point guards Okay. Yeah, and yeah, I I hold the same view because uh, to say that it's cheating implies that there is a rule to follow because exactly. you can't you can't cheat if there's no rule and mm. if the rule is there you follow the rules and so if the rule says you can you can yeah uh, exactly right so that's all for the powerlifting topics now it's a little bit there's only uh two questions that are uh, this is a little bit spicy so le- letting all the listeners out there know oh, no so the first one is uh gender is a social construct. Oh, agree or disagree? Gender is a social construct. Mm. Ooh, I have to I have to ponder this one. Have you thought of your answer, Kedris? Right, I'll I'll give my mind first because obviously I received the question, so I have some time to think about it. It's good though because like you know it really makes me like not overthink it, which is a good thing. Yeah, so I think that. Uh, if we define uh, gender as gender roles and gender stereotypes and how uh, like uh, men and women should be uh, those are social construct but if I think if you're talking about gender using gender synonymously with biological sex then I don't I I say no Uh, in that case it is not so it depends what people are referring to when they say gender because terms can be used uh, people use terms uh, interchangeably which is why i think that it's important to define terms and uh, but yeah yeah so i will probably take the question at face value and again like i by the way i'm very supportive of whatever but i'll take the question at face value is gender a social construct yeah because you know ge- is gender a social construct um as kedrick has pointed out yes because you know that it, it actually is <laughs> but if yep. we start talking at, like biological then obviously you know that's point of contention there cool last one uh i guess it's a good one to kind of like uh end on because it it, it is relating to ultimate reality Ooh. god doesn't god doesn't exist agree or disagree Ooh, my dad will say it doesn't my mom says they're multiple <laughs> and they're still married what do you know <laughs> after so long uh so for me i think god does exist regard i i think that there are definitely things outside of what homo sapiens will be able to achieve um an example i always like to use is like the big bang Right, we know that the Big Bang happens, boom, universe happens. 
but one might argue that the Big Bang happened by chance. Yep. So then my question to them is, okay, if there isn't something out there and the Big Bang just happened by chance, what do you define as by chance? What What is a chance? What What's probability? You know? So that would be my answer and went a bit of a tangent there. <laughs> yep. I, if God doesn't... Okay, basically they say God doesn't exist. So to answer the question whether I agree or disagree, I would say I disagree, which means disagree. that I hold the affirmative that God does exist. Yeah. And Same. yeah, so if you ask me why, I think that there is good uh, evidence of, at least to some people, that the evidence, and for myself, the evidence out there uh, persuades me enough to think that God does exist. And if you want to talk about what specific God, blah, 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 right? That's a whole other... Yeah, that's a whole... By the way, if, if, if you're listening to this and you are someone who's religious, uh, please get in touch because I'm trying to sort of like uh, just put it out there, like trying to get a round table of like different religions and just come together and hold talk. Like I said, this podcast is to facilitate conversation, um, you know, and I think it's cool if we are able to do that. So just throwing it out there. Yeah. At the end of the day, like I said, this whole podcast is to facilitate uh, a conversation. And yeah, I guess we don't really have to ask the... Well, I, I, well I'll, I'll ask Kedrick this then. If we take it back to square one, uh, what is the best way to engage in... What, what is the best way to come... to approach a disagreement? What's the best way to approach a disagreement? One is always be charitable. Do not question... Uh, first, The first step is to never question and assume the person's intent. Second is to always ensure that you are talking about the same thing or headed to or trying to achieve a similar goal. So I said that would be uh, my answer on how to productively disagree with someone. Wonderful. Well, hopefully, um, you, if you guys stayed till the end, well, we appreciate it. Um, if you enjoy this format of more philosophical and, and sort of like all these weirdy conversations, please let us know. We love to do more of these ones. Um, and if you enjoyed it, like, share, subscribe. I don't know if you can give a rating. I'm sure you can on iTunes, I believe. Um, and yeah, we will. Um, thanks again. And we'll catch you in the next episode. Right. See you all next time. Thank you.